everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am so thrilled and jazzed to actually have Dr. Wayne Dyer joining us here today because he is out on the road and he is doing a number of very, very important things. He has been an internationally renowned author and speaker in the field of self-development. You know, he's the author of more than 30 books. He's created numerous audio programs, videos. He has appeared on thousands of television and radio shows. Many of his books have been featured as national public television specials. We're going to talk about several things today. One of my favorite, which is this. You know, do you wake up in the morning and you look at your day and you say, man, this is like the worst day of my life. I hate it. I can't seem to get my job straight. My love life is just not tanking right now. And, you know, who can I blame for it? Well, we're here with Dr. Wayne. Dyer because of several reasons. One is he is someone that has taken a very, very powerful message out into the world right now. The first is his brand new book, Excuses Be Gone, How to Change Lifelong Self-Defeating Thinking Habits. So thank you, Dr. Dyer. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I can't wait to hear all about this new book that isn't even out yet and this incredible movie that I will be at in New York City. Welcome to the show. It really is, yes. Uh, it's funny. You finally get to the, uh, you know, the age of um, 68 years old. I finally figured out how to do it, and now, uh, now, it's, now I'm ready to stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, please don't yeah. stop before this interview is over. <laughs> no, 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 I won't. But it's just an, ama it's an amazing, amazing time. Yeah, I've been doing this for a very, very long time, and it's very thrilling. Well, thank you for joining us here again. And, you know, excuses be gone. I love this. Because right now, we have more excuses going on at both the micro and the macro level than we've ever had before. There are excuses yeah. for the economy and everything else. Yeah, it's a, it's a big blame game, isn't it? Everybody wants to put responsibility for what they are, for what's not happening in their life, or what's going wrong uh, on something external to themselves. It's a very easy and a convenient kind of thing to do. I've always thought of excuses as, uh, as misalignments. You know, that, um, you know, when, when Albert Einstein was asked the question, you know, uh, about quantum physics, you know, and someone asked him one of the details, he said, you know, all of those things to me are just details. He says, all I want to do is learn to think like God thinks. And I've always, I've always thought, that, what a profound statement. In fact, I have that written right above my writing space. You know, think like God thinks, write like God thinks. Uh, like, and whatever it is that God means to you, whether it's, you know, mm -hmm. Whether it's source or whether it's spirit or whether it's religious or, or however it works, it's it's that invisible divine intelligence from which all things originate. Just uh, just stay aligned with that and uh, ask yourself the question: Does God need any excuses? You know, when you're thinking in those kinds of terms, uh, your whole focus is on how may I serve. Uh, enjoying every moment of your life. When you mention, you know, wake up in the morning. Some people wake up in the morning and say, good morning, God. You know, and others wake up and say, good God, morning. You know, it's, a, it's always your choice. And uh, I've always opted for, uh, for, the, for the former and uh, been very, very grateful. The first words out of my mouth every morning came from a prayer that Hafiz, the great Persian poet, said. He said, if you say, any, if you say any other prayer, all you have to do is say this when you wake up in the morning. Just say thank you. Just thank you. Just be in a state of gratitude. So those are always the first words out of my mouth when I wake up and I say, oh, I've got another day. Uh, thank you. Thank you for this, the, the joy of being alive. Well, I love what we're talking about here today because I, too, had to switch my thinking. I used to say, thank God. Now I say, thank you, God. Mm, <laughs> and right. you know, 
the same words, but switch them around, and they have different meaning. I mean, yes. is that what we're is that what you're talking about now as well in the book? Excuses be gone. Yeah, in excuses be gone, which I just finished. Uh, in fact, I just turned it won't even be out until next uh, uh, next May. Uh, I just sat down and just started writing in February, and I finished uh, just a few days ago uh, and sent the manuscript in. You talk about a, a sense of accomplishment and a, a sense of joy. Um, but it started out with uh, this, you know, a, a few, uh, about two years ago, I wrote a book called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And this was a book that um, was based upon the great teachings of Lao Tzu, who lived in 2,500 years ago in China and wrote a tome that some people call the, the wisest book ever written. It's called the Tao Te Ching. And the word Tao Te Ching uh, means uh, living the virtue of the great way. And here was this old man in China who just sat down and wrote out these, uh, these maxims for living your life, uh, which really were based upon uh, finding God in nature, uh, living contentment, uh, being flexible, thinking small, the famous line, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. This was all right out of the Tao Te Ching. And, um, and so there's 81 verses in the Tao Te Ching. And I wrote 81 essays, and I lived the Tao Te Ching every single day for the entire year of 2006, mm. starting on January the 1st. I would live it, I would practice it, I would meditate on it, and then I would work it and, and live it. And, and, and it became, became a guiding force in my life. And what it really taught me was how to think. Well, with excuses be gone, I began to really think about you. Even if you know how to think and, or what to think, most people still don't know how to go about changing their, um, their habits that they've had uh, just sort of ingrained or conditioned into them from the time that they were little children. And so you see people who know what to think right, but they're still overweight, or they're still, they're still practicing and having addictions, or they still attract uh, poverty into their life, or their relationships just don't work. And even though they're thinking the right things, they're thinking flexible, they're thinking small, they don't know how to go about changing these lifelong thinking habits that are just stuck with them. And the things that they use to explain why they can't change them are what I call excuses. And so I began to just uh, meditate on and, and talk to Lao Tzu. It sounds strange, but I really did. And uh, I began to experience this automatic writing thing that, uh, that you do when you go into a sort of a meditative state and began to look at, uh, at creating a paradigm for how to go about changing our uh, long-established thinking habits and, and looking at the most common excuses. The biggest excuse that so many people have is they say, I just can't help it. It's just, uh, it's my nature. I've always been this way. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck uh, mm -hmm. as this kind of a person. It's in my personality. Or the biggest one of all is uh, that it's in my genes. There's nothing I can do about my genetics. And so uh, this, is, this is the deck of cards that I was handed, and these are the only ones that I can play, and so on. But what we're learning, Pat, is that um, science is teaching us basically that um, even our genetics, you know, even, even the, our very genetic code uh, can be changed around by the way that we uh, begin, by the way that we process uh, events and circumstances and things in our lives. And that these things that we call our conditioned responses that were given to us, even as little children, uh, which tell us that... Uh, you know, what, what is possible or what is not possible for us, what our lot in life is going to be, uh, what's going to, uh, you know, what kind of poverty level you're going to live at and so on, uh, what, can, what, what a girl can do and what a boy can do and all of these kinds of things 
turns out that these are just something called memes, which are just viruses in the mind that uh, that have been placed into our mind by other other people's minds, and and we we grow up really believing these kinds of things, like it's going to be very difficult to change, or it's going to take a long time, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm t I'm too old, or I'm too young, um, or or I'm scared, or I'm too fat, or I've got fat genes, or whatever it might be, and we carry these memes with us, and we use them throughout our lifetime and what i've done is i've created a paradigm for changing around those uh, those thoughts and we've had some remarkable success i mean i just did a seminar here on maui um in october and there was uh, I, I do it every year and, and last year in october there was a woman who came here from toronto who had been binging and purging every single day of her life for 22 solid years and she had never missed a day she was a frail looking someone who looked like she wasn't going to live uh, very much longer she almost looked like walking death just shaking and her skin was all chalky and she was uh, you know, and you can imagine what your body would feel like after you had binged and purged for that long she she could barely walk and we put her through this paradigm of really examining the thoughts behind what it is that she has learned in her lifetime and in 40 minutes, we were able to get her to make a commitment to a one-day uh, breathing, a br you know, breath of air of, of not binging and purging. Well, she showed up this October from the previous year, and she celebrated one full year of, uh, of of stopping this like highly addictive habit. And we did it all through this what I call the excuses be gone paradigm, and it was uh, it's just a remarkable thing to see. I've seen people give up cigarettes in in uh, in 20 minutes of going through and really examining the thought system that that they that they hang on to to keep these addictions going, and virtually everything else in their life. So it's an exciting it's exciting idea that that you don't have to stay stuck mm -hmm. just because you've been doing something for a very very long time or you got big time excuses in you like I can't change my oh. genetics. Yeah. Just imagine just imagine knowing that you can actually change around your genes, your genetic structure. I mean uh, if and and even even if you're you know, if you have diagnosis in your body about something that is going on in your body that you've been told can't be cured and so on, you begin to think with what I call awareness. So you're no longer thinking in terms of what the ego tells you and what the limitations are. You're thinking like God thinks. And as, as Jesus said in the New Testament, with God, all things are possible. It, that leaves nothing out. It leaves nothing out. It's something also to remind us right now about what people and excuses people have right now, given the, let me just say, the economy. And now that talk, this the movie that's coming out in January, Ambition to Meaning. I mean, when we look in our lives and we look at the excuses we make, we are just coming up with more excuses than you could shake a stick at for why our lives are now taking a dive bomb given, quote, the economy. Yeah, and the economy is really just, uh, you know, a, a great big, uh, a huge excuse that we use. Uh, and if you break it down, what is it? It's like uh, uh, decisions that other people have made in Washington and in uh, you know in the financial centers of the world and and so you turn on the television set and you turn listen turn on the radio and you open the newspapers and they are all giving you these in, in enormous reasons to be depressed to mm. be unhappy to be miserable to feel like a failure to feel like uh, you know everything in, in in your life is going down the tubes uh, all of these kinds of uh, 
uh, thought systems are like viruses that are placed in your mind, and they keep duplicating and duplicating, and before you know it, uh, you start telling other people about it, and then they tell someone else, and, and then we've created this entire fear-based mentality about uh, all of the horrors that are going to come down the come down the, the, the pike at us and I was just saying the other day to a lady at the bank I said you know I just I don't I hope this recession doesn't go away too fast because I don't think I can afford for it to go away and she said what are you talking about I said because I intend to make if this if we're going to be in a recession and we've been in several of these in my lifetime mm -hmm. if we're going to be in a, in a recession I intend to uh, make it work for me rather than uh, than work against me and uh you know, if enough people get out there and they get depressed, they're going to go to the bookstores. They're going to be looking for books. I said, you know, we, we need to keep this. They said, I was kidding, but I mean, it's like, it's like, what kind of an ad? Why in the world would you sit there and have this machine called your television set uh, turned on and and throwing? information at you that you can do absolutely nothing about but that you are going to then take that information and process it in such a way that you're going to get sicker you're going to get more, more frightened you might get uh, you know you might even die uh, uh as a, and it's happening already and it's a virus that I I intend to not have visit my home or visit my family. I don't I don't pay attention to it. I don't listen to it. It is not a, f a force in my life. Because if you can't do something about it, then the point is that you need to ignore it. And that's uh, that's what I think we need to do. everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. In times when people are thinking they're down and out and they don't have a direction to go, we have some of the most profound, profound work that comes to the surface by people like Dr. Wayne Dyer. He's with us today and he's with us today because he has created two very, very important bodies of work. The first is his brand new book, uh, and so timely right now, Excuses Be Gone. And the second is an incredible, incredible film that I will be seeing, and I will be at the premiere in New York City. And that film as well is something that all of us right now could use a good dose of. It is ambition to meaning. It's a film uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer stars in, along with people like Portia de Rossi, as well as Michael uh, DeLuise and others. Dr. Dyer, thank you for joining us here today. I love what you're talking about because also part of this is, you know, having an opportunity to truly find our life's purpose. I mean, for some people, they're looking at this time right now and getting the most incredible ideas. But there is also a shift that we need to make, and I think you addressed this wonderfully uh, in ambition to meaning. There's some things that I guess we have to explore or let go of in order to move from it's all about me. It's all about what I can achieve. Absolutely, it's one of the. And it's, I'm glad you point that out because you know there's, there's, there's a, a, in the last few years there's been a lot of hype and a lot of talk about something called the secret. Mm. Uh, it was a very successful book. It was a film. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I was invited to be a part of that and uh, and had turned that down. Uh, and uh, because I think what the secret, what, what a lot of pe what a lot of people took with this this concept of the secret, which is about aligning with with energy that is bringing things to us. 
And a lot of people just latched onto that and said, all I have to do is keep my thoughts the way I would like to have them and put my focus of my attention on what I, what I intend to create for myself. And if I keep doing that, then the universe is just going to automatically sort of respond and, and, and send it to me. Um, and for, you know, a lot of examples of this kind of thing happening. But what I think the secret missed and why I stayed away from why I did this new film, Ambition to Meaning, is that, um, uh, I don't believe that, uh, that, that the universe will give you what you ask for. I think the universe, you, you do not attract what you ask for in life. I think you attract what you are. What, you know, and, and, and if you are a person who's always demanding more and expecting more and insisting that the universe provide for you and you're always focused on your ego, then the universe's response back to you is going to be one of stress, which is give me, if you're saying give me, give me, give me to the universe, the universe's response back will be give me, give me, give me, and you know, and you'll always feel like you're never getting enough and, and things aren't working for you and you'll feel under stress. If, on the other hand, you make a shift within, and this is what Ambition to Meaning is about, um, and which is the film that will be out in January, um, which has some, a, a, an incredibly great cast, uh, Portia de Rossi and uh, Michael Deloise, and it's a, it's a drama. I'm, I actually had to become an actor at the age of 68 <laughs> and take direction and so on. But what, it, what it's really about is um, uh, understanding that in the in the morning of our lives, in the in the beginning part of our lives, what we learn is um, that who we are is what we have, and who we are is what we do, and who we are is what other people think of us, our reputations. And instead of understanding that who we are is really just a divine piece of God, we who we are came from that invisible place. You know, T. S. Eliot said that you shall not cease from exploration. And at the end of all of our exploring will be to return to the place from which we originated and to know it, to know it for the first time. That our job here, you know, it's like what, what, what we came here to be was all, was all a part of an in intelligence, a divine organizing intelligence that you can call God or soul or spirit or divine mind. It doesn't really matter what you call it. It's an invisible force from which all things come to which all things return. And stay in harmony with that. And the way that you do that is not by asking for things and expecting the world to give things to you, but instead, as Lao Tzu pointed out in the Tao Te Ching, the, the, the way to do that is to live the virtues. That's the T-E in Tao Te Ching. It's the virtue, living the virtues. And the virtues are when you start to think like God thinks. And that means, he, has, he said there are four of them. The first is reverence for all of life. So that the way that you go about living your life is not saying what's in it for me, but is to say, how, how may I serve? How may I serve? If you say to the universe, how may I serve? And you get into a serving mode rather than in what's in it for me, then the universe's response back always to you is the same. How may I serve you? How may I serve you? And this is what Carl Jung called a synchronicity. When you get your focus off of what's in it for me and onto how you might serve and having reverence for all of life, which means judge, no judgment toward others. Not only do you not kill others, but no, no judgment of any kind. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second one is, 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 is the second virtue is, is to live with a sense of natural sincerity. And natural sincerity just means honesty. It just means living from a place of, uh, uh, of, of, of not that you don't steal, but honesty in the sense of um, reflecting, you know, this is who I am. This is the kind of person that I am. I'm not phony in any way. I'm not putting something else on. I'm not using. I'm not manipulating. 
The third one was what he called gentleness, which is just go through your life being gentle, being kind, being uh, being someone who is offering rather than demanding something, never judging other people. And finally, it's supportiveness. It's like uh, your whole life is about service. When you live those four virtues, according to Lao Tzu, you begin to think and act in the, in, in alignment with the divine energy, with, with source energy. And when you're aligned with source energy, that is what is called, that's called the law of attraction. That's when you begin to attract into your life exactly, not what you're asking for, but who you are, what kind of a human being you are, and shifting into, into that kind of thing. And this is what ambition to meaning really means. The morning of your life is about ambition. It's about getting more for me. It's about learning about my ego and, and uh, how important I am and competing and winning and defeating other people and all of those kind of things. In the afternoon of your life, when you shift from ambition into meaning, your whole focus begin, it comes down to what am I here for? And, uh, and what I'm here for is is to make this world a better place for other people. And you start living every day of your life from that. That's what I learned in, in, in writing uh, Excuses Be Gone and in putting this movie together. It's, it's a very, very exciting time. And it's so well needed today. I mean, this is a very important message. And, you know, you are a living example, Dr. Dyer. You are a living example of the creativity that resides in each of us, regardless of the outside circumstances. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I don't feel like an example. I, I just feel like I, 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 my focus of my life is no longer on what's in it for me. Um, you know, that, that, that the constructs of the ego. You know, the first nine months of our lives, every one of us, your life, my life, every, every life that's ever been on this planet, the first nine months. Is a, is a time of complete and total surrender. You just let go, and there's this, this incredible thing taking place within uh, your mother's womb from this tiny little drop of protoplasm when everything that you needed for this physical journey is all handled. And the only thing you can do is surrender. There's nothing for you to do. As it says in the Tao, you're not doing anything. You're just being done. And it says, let yourself be lived by it. And in the first nine months of your life, you're, you just let yourself be lived by it. You don't worry about whether your nose is going to show up on the right, or the color of your skin is going to be a certain color, and your eyes are going to be this, and how tall you're going to be. It's all handled for you. You surrender to it. And then you're born at that moment that you're born, and all of these people gather around, and they hold this beautiful little creature in their hands, and they say, great work, God. That's incredible. Great profound work will take over from here and then what happens is we start teaching people you are not that from which you originated which is you came from a place of nothing and uh, and you came from a place where you don't need to do and accomplish anything now we're going to train you and in the training we train to train this little being to say who you are is not this divine piece of god that has a has a dharma has, has a path that it's going to follow it's like who you are is what you have and who you are is what you do what you accomplish and who you are is your reputation so we put our children through this and this long involved process of, of learning to believe that who i am is what i accumulate and what i accomplish and, and what others think of me and that's what schools are about that's what our whole life becomes about and then what happens is we have to make a shift and the shift is uh, away from 
Uh, I am I am all of those things, and, and we begin to shed those layers of ego as we become more enlightened, and we let go of the idea that I am what I have, because sometimes everything you have can be taken away from you, which is happening to a lot of people right now. Uh-huh. And if you believe that you are what you have, and that's the basis of, of your self-identity, and when it's taken away, then you disappear as well. And that's when people contemplate suicide, and that's when people get depressed, and that's what my people have to take drugs and so on. Or if you believe that you are what you do, and then your job gets replaced, or, or you get older and someone else takes that job, or the job disappears, and you are what you do, if you believe that you are what you do, then when you don't, you aren't. You don't exist anymore. And in the Tao, it, it says you do nothing. It says you don't have to accomplish anything. It says let go of, of, of your possessions. Live from a place of simplicity. Live from a place of kindness. Find your nature not in, in, in your reputation. Find your nature in, in God. Find your, na- find your own nature in nature itself. Learn from, learn from the animals. Learn from the vegetables. Learn from the ocean. Learn from water. Water, it says in the Tao, there's 31 verses of the Tao out of 81 refer to water. Water is soft. It overcomes everything that is hard. If you want to know water, you can't grasp it. The more you grasp, the less you'll know it. The way to know water is to let yourself be a part of it. And the ocean, it always stays low. It stays humble. That's why all the rivers and the streams above it all enter the ocean because the ocean stays lower than everything else. Stay low. Uh, practice radical humility. Practice kindness. Practice no weapons. This is what the Tao taught me, and this is what I write about and live and practice every day of my life. And it's a glorious, a glorious journey. What a powerful message, Dr. Dyer. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We're certainly going to let all of our listeners all across the globe know about the, both the book and the movie. It's a very exciting time. And thank you thank for you. taking time to, to oh, share this pleasure. with us today. You can go see a little piece of that movie. All you have to do is go on ambitiontomeaning.com or Dyer Movie, D-Y-E-R, DyerMovie.com, and it'll, it'll show you what that's going to be about. And I'm coming to Portland, so I'll, I'll be seeing a lot of people up there in the Northwest. Absolutely. Uh, you're coming to Portland, and I'm actually going to New York to be at the screening the screening of this movie in January. At the premiere? I am going to be there. Are I wouldn't really? miss this oh, for well, anything. Good. At, least there'll be, at least there'll be two of us there for sure. And you know what? <laughs> exactly. Well, you and I will be there together, and I believe that there will be a full theater. Thank oh, you. It's going to be full. It's already half full already. It's it's full. Full. <laughs> the proceeds are all going to charity. It's going to be a wonderful... And Portia, who is Ellen DeGeneres' spouse, who yeah. I married, I married the two of them this August at, at, at uh, Ellen's home. Portia is the star of the film, and she is unbelievable in it. You've been listening to an encore presentation of the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. You may hear Dr. Pat live Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to noon. For a full schedule of Dr. Pat's programming, visit the DrPatShow.com. That's drpatshow.com. Thanks for listening.